Hey babe, are you overwhelmed and burnt out by never-ending to-do lists, constantly giving your time to others, and feeling out of balance in your personal life? And are you ready to get absolute clarity on your life's purpose and activate the best version of you? Then it's time to ignite that inner fire and rediscover the fierce, confident woman you are born to be. Welcome to The Beam Life, where myself and other guests empower you to take steps toward the life you want so you can truly be everything and more. I'm Caitlin, your empowerment coach, new bestie, and lover of all things leopard print. It's time to get this party started, y'all. Hey, babe, you're listening to the Beam Life Podcast, and I'm so happy that you're here. I'm your host, Caitlin, and today I have a really special guest that you're going to love, especially if you're a mom, an aspiring entrepreneur, someone who has ever had to start over. I feel like at some point, maybe we all have had that gut-wrenching feeling of, I've worked so hard, but now I'm going to pivot in this direction. I know I need to do it, but I don't know what to do. Um, And so if you're in that place now or been there before, this is the perfect episode for you. This week's guest is a new friend of mine who has been in the public speaking coaching circuit for a really long time. She's incredibly well respected and has such a passion for what she does, which is so clearly evident in the way that she talks. But what's really fun about our conversation today is that we're pulling back the curtain and talking about something that she normally doesn't talk about, which is starting her career and her business um, during the throes of motherhood and how she realized that the stay-at-home mom life wasn't for her. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest, Beth Levine. Beth has been coaching people to use their brains before their mouth, which is the sole focus of her work at Smart Mouth Communications. Beth established Smart Mouth in Salt Lake City in 2005 to offer speaker coaching, presentation skills training, media readiness training, and related services. Beth is the author of the award-winning book, Jock Talk, Five Communication Principles for Leaders as Exemplified by Legends of the Sports World. She's also the creator of the mobile app Smart Mouth Public Speaking Toolkit and a suite of communication and presentation skills courses offered online. Beth has lectured and taught at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth, the University of Utah, and New York University. In 2015, Beth was one of Utah Business's magazine's 30 Women to Watch. She has been featured in Forbes, Harvard Business Review, the BBC, the Wall Street Journal, and is a regular contributor to Forbes.com. Now, babe, if you'll help me, welcome Beth. Beth, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome. This is such a treat for me. Thank you, Caitlin. I am looking forward to this and I hope I can be inspiring. So let's see. 
Let's do it. Well, tell us a little bit more about who Beth is right now in present day. Um, I would say that I am someone who has been fortunate enough to experience so far, at least the full buffet of womanhood, which ranges from being a mom to being a female founder, being a dog mom um, (laughs) and everything in between. And I do feel really, really fortunate that I've sort of, you know, tasted everything on the buffet table, the good, the bad, the difficult, the spicy, the dull, all of it. Yeah. Um, I love that you said dog mom. We have a lot of dog mom listeners as part of this community. It's like the one piece where I'm like, I'm not a dog mom, but I feel like with as many people that I know that are, I should be. Um, Right. (laughs) Well, you will... (laughs) I resisted the dog for the longest time just because I had yeah. a long time, three little kids and a spouse who was always traveling. So I had no help. And of course the kids promised they would walk <laughs> and take care of the dog, which was false. Uh, but I do love him now. And that's, so. yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. My daughter's like, I will totally take care of it. Let's do it. No, Mm -mm. no, you know, they're not (laughs) going to take care of it. It's so true. I am just, you know, I also love how you put it as a buffet because I truly think that that's what life is. And part of this community is I have women in all, you know, ages and stages of life from really like young moms who are just kind of beginning either their motherhood journey or their, um, maybe careers or just starting their business, people who are in the middle and then women who are experiencing menopause and empty nesters and at at the end of their careers. Right. So, but nonetheless, we all have this commonality. If you're part of the beam life of really wanting the most that you can get from life. And I believe we learn that through shared experiences, which is why I like bringing, you know, professionals and women who want to share their story like you. And I know the story that you're going to share today and what we're going to talk about is probably a little bit different than what you traditionally focus on. So tell, tell us and fill the listeners in on a little backstory of, you know, how it kind of started and then how it sort of led up to your company, Smart Mouth. Okay. So it is, yeah, it's not what I traditionally talk about. Uh, And in fact, it's really, and I think I may have told you this previously, Caitlin, it's really only recently that I've started to share the fuller story of Smart Muff and how it came to be. But it really was, um, I'll start with the founding of Smart Muff and then back into how I got into it. I have three kids. And when the youngest was about four, I had been a stay-at-home mom for about 10 years at that point with another, you know, healthy 10 years prior to that of full-blown career stuff. Um, And I was in what turned out to be the final year of my stay-at-home mom stint. <laughs> and I was at a spin class. And Molly, my youngest, was in the, you know, hourly daycare. 
And I got off the spin bike one morning and looked around the room at the other women. It was a nine to 10 a.m. class. And I thought to myself, they're going to go home now, shower, do their hair, go to lunch, shop a little, and then pick up the kids from school. Yep. And I had this moment where like, I thought, no, I, I can't do this for the rest of my life. I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. I can't. It was yes. fun while it lasted, but it's time. And so then we go back to the earlier <laughs> phase of the story where I um, had been a professional communications person on Wall Street. And I was young. This was back in my 20s. And I remember that it was my job to prepare investment bankers, their corporate clients for deal announcements. If they were doing a merger or an acquisition or an initial public offering, I was helping them shape their messaging and mm. deliver it to either the media or, or to investment community audiences. And I was young. They were much older, smarter, more experienced. But I remember they really appreciated the help and it came really naturally to me. So I made a note to self at the time, like this could be its own niche business. And so fast forward to the moment where I get off the spin bike <laughs> and I thought, okay, it's time. <laughs> it's time to try that. And so yeah. I remember that I, I went home from spin class. I did not shower or do my hair. I did a search online for domain names. And when I saw that smart mouth was available, I grabbed it and that was it. And uh, the rest is kind of history. <laughs> I, first of all, smart mouth is like such a clever name. I cannot even believe it wasn't taken so good. Yeah. But what I love so much about your story and that, and that you share is so it's so honest. And I think that a lot of women can relate. And I want to clarify, it's like, I feel very similar. And sometimes I feel like bad when I say that, then I'm like, you know, it's okay if you want to be a stay at home mom and you want that life and, totally. that, works, and right. that works for you. But I have always known that that was never my journey either. Mm -hmm. And when I wanted to start the beam life and was in this entrepreneurship journey, I had a lot of people say, well, how are you going to do that? And why are you going to do that with a, a small newborn child? Like that's so selfish of you. Right. And so did you experience any of that? Like, what was your transition like from, okay, I bought smart mouth. Now what? <laughs> So I did, uh, it's funny that you say that because you're jogging my memory really well, Caitlin. I think that what I was thinking in my 20s was career, 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 got, and I was married, I got to my early 30s and then wanted kids. So I did like about 10 years of career beforehand. And then I think I thought I was going to be a stay-at-home mm. mom for the duration. I I don't think I, or maybe I thought, I don't remember exactly what I thought, but I definitely 
uh, was set to be a stay-at-home mom, but I had that moment. I'll never forget even where the bike was in the room <laughs> that I got off of, and I looked around, and I love those women, and they're they remained stay-at-home moms, um, and that's great. But I needed more. I couldn't spin every day or every yeah. Monday, Friday. <laughs> so, um, and at first, I think people were saying to me, well, how are you going to do that? What What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And are you starting a PR firm or what is it? What are you doing? So there was a lot of, you know, I sort of had to explain myself a little bit and find my own answers to other people's questions because I wasn't sure what any of the answers were at the time. But I did do a couple of things that I think were, um, in hindsight, were wise. One is that I set out to brush up on some skills because I had been Mm. out of the workforce for about 10 years and I did an executive MBA program. Um, And I also uh, took someone's advice. So one of the people who said to me, so how are you going to do this? What are you going to do? And I said, oh, I know I've got a lot of marketing to do. And he said to me, you know, just let it be organic, let it happen organic. Mm. And you, as you do it and as you grow it and as you let it be organic, you will know what you're good at, what you like, what you don't like, and then you'll have something to market. And that really saved me because I could have ended up putting a lot of eggs in the marketing basket without really knowing what I had to market. So I did start the business slowly and organically, which meant it grew through word of mouth. And actually, I would say that reputation and that whole word of mouth cycle is something I value, you know, incredibly highly because without reputation, you know, you just, you can't move forward. Absolutely. And I want to just pull out for listeners, something that I think is really important because you've said it a couple times now is that you really are focusing on what you're good at and what you Mm -hmm. liked and what you loved. Um, and I think that that is very, very, very important, um, because that's a really good starting point for women who are maybe at where you are getting off that spin bike. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, or maybe they're far past that, you know, maybe their kids are about to graduate and they still want to do something else, but they haven't in a long time. Right. It's kind of like, well, I want to do something, but where do I start? And I think really looking at a, what you enjoy and B what you're good at. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do think um, for sure you need to enjoy it. uh, And for sure you need to know that you're going to be, uh, because I wasn't, I probably wasn't very good at it at the beginning. I'm much better at it now, but there is that baseline that you should have. Like, I really want to do this. And don't be fooled by the years of motherhood because honestly, a motherhood informs 
probably 75% of how I handle clients and how Mm. I uh, empathize with clients and how I encourage clients. And there's a lot to be said for the skills that and muscles that you build being a mother. It's a, it's a nurturing role. It's a strategic role. It's a multitasking role. It's, you know, it's got everything. And I know that it informs a my motherhood skills inform a lot of what I do with clients. It's so funny. You say that yesterday I was, you know, just on Instagram and I saw this woman's post. I don't know her, but it was a funny thing that said, so I'm starting to put my resumes back out there. Is it wrong that it, that I put, I'm a mother of three toddlers and I know how to Google. Cause I think that means I'm motivated, organized and a self-starter. And I was like, yeah, it yeah. does. <laughs> and she should also put that she's motivated, organized and a self-starter in the resume. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, this is part of the reason I'm talking about it more now is because I think it's underappreciated as a, a, set of skills and experience, the whole motherhood thing. It's, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. (laughs) It's a role that, you know, I guess we do sign up for it. Not sometimes, not always. uh, And there are no days off No, (laughs) and no performance reviews. I mean, you're sort of Uh, hanging out there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a definitely a skill builder. I love this so much. So did you ever encounter and maybe even now, because I know that as I get better with my craft, I still um, come up against imposter syndrome, self-doubt. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, I don't think it ever, I had it in the 80s and I still have it now, <laughs> probably less so, but it's still there. It's kind of like, it's my little friend and it comes yes. to meetings with me and client gigs with me. Um, I think that we, as women, just, it's sort of a natural thing and it's part of our general awareness, right? We're much more, um, attuned to and sensitive to how we're going to be perceived. And, uh, we're much less inclined towards sort of a blustery overconfident style. Just, we're not, we're not wired that way. Um, I think it does something positive though, which, which is that I think it causes women to make sure they know what they think they know. Um, for me, I know it has pushed me to not over deliver for clients, but really, um, under promise and over deliver so that clients are always happy. And then that builds my sense of, oh no, I I've got this. I I'm, I'm not an imposter, but it still pops up. Like who am I to talk to that person about, you know, X, Y, Z. So. Cause there's always, I mean, I have yet to find someone that says there's no competition. There's no one out there doing what I'm doing but no one is doing it the way we're doing it. Right. Because no one is us. And so a lot of the clients that I work with are helping them get over these fears of self-doubt 
and imposter because that that can be and it is for many like the one thing that doesn't allow them to like move forward with their dreams right so yeah I think it's important that I love that you said you've had it in the 80s and you have it you know even now I don't think it's going anywhere yeah yeah (laughs) and it's okay I've sort of gotten used to it and I sort of I know it know it's my little friend who's going to come with me, but you know, I stuff her at the bottom of my bag <laughs> and just go, you know what? Not right now. I'm just, I got, I've got work to do. So you just be quiet. Yes, totally. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about you, you know, something else that I encounter during entrepreneurship that I thought was going to be, but wasn't was, um, freedoms. Right. And so I thought I'm going to start my own business. I'll be like totally free and liberated. And while I have, yes, I do get that. There was also a lot that I, that I don't have because I am in the process of building. Um, I'm not quite there, like at the, at the level I'd like to be. And I'm not sure even there that you can like take the foot off the gas. Right. So what was kind of, how are you within like starting a business? How was that for you juggling motherhood business and just getting new clients and learning your craft and all the things? Um, I do think that um, it, it adds more to the buffet table and you have to be ready for that. And you have to know that and you really have to want it, which is, Fine if people do, fine if people don't. I now have uh, one of my three kids is a young woman who's 27. And she, just like what you just said, Caitlin, she's like, I really want to start my own business. I want to work for myself. And I have found myself saying to her, Hannah, it is not as easy as it sounds. It's Mm -hmm. a lot. You have to be prepared to do a lot. Um, And so I would say that, that starting a business is a lot, but if you start it small and grow it organically, you know, it is doable in tandem with motherhood. I do have one kind of funny story (laughs) about when motherhood and my business interests came to a almost near head-on collision. (laughs) I may have told you this story when we spoke before, but I had committed to a client engagement in Los Angeles. um, And it was, I had committed months prior and leading up to it. I remember it was in June, early June, this one year. Leading up to it, my youngest daughter was in sixth grade And she was going to be in James and the Giant Peach. And she had a decent role. And lo and behold, the school moved the date around. And it fell on the date that I was supposed to be in Los Angeles. And I panicked. Like, I could not. And now it seems silly because she's 22. but And she was in sixth grade. So it was probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. I could not fathom missing James and the Giant Peach. So I called the client in Los Angeles and I said, look, I have this terrible conflict. I am willing to do the session for free. If you just pay my airfare and um, other expenses, I won't charge you a fee if you will change the date. 
and they did. So uh, I got to see James and the Giant Peach, and then I delivered a free session, a half day or full day, I forget what it was, session to this client in Los Angeles. But, you know, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have no regrets about that. I love that story, not only because it's got a beautiful, sweet outcome, but it's also a lesson in boundaries and like knowing your, your priorities and like what's important to you. Right. I think, you know, you mentioned sometimes characteristics, characteristics of women can be, I need to please everyone. And sometimes that comes at the sacrifice of ourselves. It could also be of our family because we internally feel bad about letting someone else down. And I love that maybe the client would have said no, you know, and, and we don't know. Right. I, I sweetened the pot, but right. There's a, there was a risk that they would say, no, you committed. And And then I would have had a real problem on my hands, but I think I would have chosen James and the giant peach. Sure. And it's like, but you don't know if you don't ask and right being confident enough in yourself to be able to ask those things. Um, it's beautiful. And I think it's such a story that we need to share about these boundaries and that it's okay. We don't need to always please everyone. (laughs) And that that can be exhausting as you know, we, we both know, and I'm sure we've experienced, um, if you had to do anything differently in your journey, would you, um, I probably, you know, I, yes, I would do a few things differently. The main one is that I started Smartmouth as a mom business and I wasn't sure where it would go. It was more to occupy me, give me something else more substantive to focus on, um, earn, you know, some money. I didn't think I didn't have a vision for the long term. And so therefore I didn't, I built a business and, you know, along the way, friends and my mom would say, wow, it's a real business now. (laughs) And which was, you know, has sort of a two-sided comment, Sure, but I didn't build it with an exit of any kind per se in mind. And so it's largely a, a, at this point in time, especially a one-person consulting firm. I've had lots of employees over time. They were never me. And so I was measured in how I put them in front of clients. And there's some of that that I would change. I would have grown the business around more people, around more recurring revenue, because then at the, when I was, when I would be ready for the end game, I would have something to sell. And I have other exit plans in mind, but I can't, I have nothing to sell per se. Yeah. That's really wise and also amazing of you to share for those that are one, oftentimes like me, I'm a one person you know, business and brand. And I have been thinking, how can I make this not Caitlin focused, but community focused and business focused because I, I could see that. And I've, 
been so blessed with having other women ahead of me who have blazed the trail, who have offered me similar advice, um, that it's hard to scale and grow if it's only based on a hundred percent, because then it's a personality business and it's really, um, it's a, a different animal. I mean, yes. as it happens, I have intellectual property that has value and certain client relationships have value, but not the company itself. And so that is something to think about whether, you know, and it, I have friends who have businesses with employees and with recurring revenue who have told me, no, we're not going to sell. We're when we're ready, we're just going to turn out the lights and close the door. And I've thought, okay, that's interesting. That's one option. And then there, there are lots of different options for exits, but I think it's helpful from the start to, to at least think about it or pipe dream about it. But I didn't, I was just like, Oh, I'll try doing this and see if it works and see if anyone wants the service. And sure enough, they did. Yeah. (laughs) I also, I think it's so funny. You said, oh, wow, this is like a real business. Oh yeah. I laugh to this day that I'm really close with my mom, but she could not, she still cannot wrap her mind around like, I don't even know what you do. Right. What do you do? Yeah. Um, Like, I don't get it. And so- as my business has started to grow and then she sees like other things or her friends come and talk to her. She's like, Oh wow, honey. Like you're doing like a thing. Yeah. Thanks thanks, mom. Thanks. It is. It's a thing. You're doing a thing. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, my mom would always say, Oh, you're it's, it's like a real business. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a real business. Yeah. I love it. Gotta love moms. You know, they're always they're she wants to support, has no idea. If you asked her what I do, absolutely, like, absolutely. I don't know, she and, talks on a microphone. And in I don't fairness, know. Um, when I started it, it looked kind of like a hobby. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't look like it was going to be real. It was sort of me playing around, doing some consulting, um, you know, taking some workshops and courses for my own benefit. And so that's what it looked like at first. Like it was yeah. just sort of a, oh, she's hit that point in motherhood. She wants a little bit more and she's going to try this, but it didn't look real. And then yeah. eventually it looked real. And then here we are. <laughs> what is something, you know, we've talked about some of the lows and the changes and the imposter syndrome, but what are you really proud of? Um, I am proud of probably the reputation. Mm. So I've never cut corners with a client and I've never, um, I I have been really good at over delivering and really making sure I provide value to my clients. And I think that has fed the reputation. And I really am proud that after it's almost um, 19 years of smart mouth that the reputation is intact. And um, from what I hear really stellar, like I was on a call this morning with a prospective client. um, And I said to him at the end of our call, do you have any other questions for me? You haven't asked very much and I want to be sure to hit all of the, uh, 
issues you want to cover. And he said, oh, no, I did my research on you. And <laughs> it comes up, you came up perfectly for what we need. And, you know, there's, you can't buy that. You no. just can't buy that. So I'm most proud probably of the reputation. And I'm also proud of my kids. <laughs> ah, I love that. As you and the dog, be. not so much. He's got behavior issues. <laughs> you know, if there had to be him. one thing that didn't turn out great, it could be he the dog. It's he fine. You know. He's adorable, but he didn't turn out very well. He doesn't listen to me. So you know. I love it. I love it. That's so special and an amazing uh, reflection point because reputation is not handed to you. As you said, it can't be bought. It is hard work and years of authenticity and loving your craft and showing up. Absolutely. And and showing up. Yeah. So I I think that's so great. Before we kind of wrap up, I know we've given just lots of advice and, you know, you've shared a lot of your stories that have takeaways. Is there anything that comes to mind as something we haven't shared that would be a great takeaway from a mom or a woman uh, who's wanting to just start her business. So I, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I think that it's really important for women, especially in, you know, their twenties or thirties, which is sort of, you know, the beginning of the spectrum of adulthood to realize that your life will unfold in chapters And it's really important to know that you'll have plenty of opportunities to either reinvent or, or might be thrust upon you to reinvent, but that life comes in chapters and not every chapter is the same. And there are some chapters that get written by other people and then we adapt, but there's a lot of power that we have to write our chapters. Mm. And when I look back on it, it's sort of poetic that I did the, you know, intense career thing for 10 years. Then I did the intense at home mom thing for 10 years. And now I've been doing smart mouth for 18 plus and combined with motherhood, then empty nester, uh, situation. And then as you describe menopause, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, everything is on that buffet, but it, it's kind of poetic that I've had the chance to do all of it. And I think have, if I had known, um, that it would be, I figured it out somewhere in the middle that, Oh, I've had a lot of chapters, but knowing that life comes in chapters and you can write them Mm. is important. I really feel that. I really feel that because, already I'm only in my mid thirties. I'll be 36 actually next month. Um, I feel like I've already had two to three really, really big chapters and each one has started so unknown and scary and what's going to happen. Who am I in this phase of my life? Yeah. And, um, but when we take ownership and I love how you put it into chapters and stories and being able to write it because I have allowed other people to write my story previously and kind of given that over. And I was like, Oh, hell no, I am not allowing you to write the end. Well, no. And we, and we do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Until we sort of go, Whoa, 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 wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to write this. 
chapter. You know, it's not unlike what we watch our kids do, which is to go through developmental stages. And that doesn't stop for us, mm-hmm. even though we've hit adulthood or you're turning 36 and um, your child will go through developmental stages and so will you. And, yeah. the, you know, and you have the opportunity to determine what those are. Yeah. Uh, I love that. So beautiful. And so for those, you know, women listening who want to connect with you or what I love about the beam life community, it's also a networking community. So they're going to be like, I listened to this podcast and this woman, Beth does X, Y, Z, and I want to connect you and this, that. So where can women find you connect with you and get the details? So I'm on LinkedIn um, under my own name, which is Beth Neumer Levine. Uh, and I think it's also linked to SmartMouth, but SmartMouth doesn't have its own page there. And then the website, um, smartmouthcommunications.com is a great place to go and either learn more or connect with me also. And I do a blog monthly. And so people can sign up to receive the blog or, um, you know, just learn more and um, have access to more of my resources. I love that. And I I like how you also do monthly because you know, your audience that uh, doesn't need weekly. (laughs) No, they do not. I used to do it twice a month. And I realized that, you know what, unless it's super urgent or timely or uh, people don't need to hear from you that often. So I do it at a pace that's sustainable for me and also reasonable for the subscribers who get it. And it's like, oh, interesting. Oh, good. Yes. Um, yes. I also contribute to Forbes.com regularly. So I've got stuff out there. Content is king. Um, Always. Always. So, and yeah, I'll link all that in the show notes too, so that, you know, anyone oh, listening sure. can easily go there and click and, and find you. But thank you so much for just sharing parts of your story and illuminating that, that journey from, even if it's not motherhood, but just a new chapter, a transition, uh, doesn't have to be as scary as sometimes the world makes it out to be because ultimately we're in control of how scary it really is. Right. Right. And I, th- I think I would probably look at it as fun and exciting yes. um, and a change something new than something scary. Cause it doesn't have to be big. You don't have to bite off bite in or swallow the whole apple. You can yes. just a small bite. Thank you so much, Beth. Have a great rest of your day. And I so appreciate your time and energy today. Thank you, Caitlin. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Beam Life. I'd be so honored if you would take a sec to leave a review. Ready to take the next step and join the sisterhood? The Beam Life community is a place where you can just take off the mask, feel seen, and form authentic connections with other like-minded, kick-ass women. We do not do surface level shit in that group, babe. Click on the link in the show notes or head to the Beam Life Create Your Dream Life community on Facebook. I can't wait to see you there.